0: Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network.
1: Hi, I'm Hal. And I'm Judy.
2: And you're listening to America's number one pet talk program where it still hasn't snowed yet. <laughs> Unbelievable. It is New Year's Eve, and there's there has been traces of snow, but there really hasn't been any any great amounts of snow. None of it is stuck. Are you complaining? I'm not complaining. Good. I'm not quite sure why. I'm afraid it might be global warming or something like that. Ooh. Hey, great show for you today. Let's just kick it off with a very special friend on this New Year's Eve celebration. Hey, stranger.
1: Hey, how are you? Good. Anne-Marie Lucas, my uh, favorite. I know. You know, you were a little tongue-tied last time, so I've hidden all her pictures until after the interview. Yeah, we had to remove the
2: pictures from the studio.
1: (laughs) So we can get through this interview.
2: From uh, Animal Precinct uh, and uh, amongst, at least among the things that she does on a daily basis, going out and uh, really dealing with some real cruddy people.
1: What a tough job.
2: It is. It's a very tough job. And it's this time of the year that we are very thankful for the people that do so much work for us. And you're one of them. Well,
3: well, thank you so much. I I have to say, I actually love getting up in the morning and doing what i do as hard it is, as it is sometimes to get through the day i can't imagine myself doing anything else because i realize that um we can make a difference if, if everybody does a little something every day to help an animal we can certainly um, make their lives much much better
2: mm-hmm. speaking of helping animals if someone wants to follow in your footsteps mm-hmm. uh, uh the road less traveled but there are footsteps they're yours uh mm-hmm. how can
3: they do that I mean, there's many different ways that you can go. Um, You can, if there aren't cruelty investigators, like the ASPCA has cruelty investigators. We're hired by the ASPCA. We're a mini police force within... Um, the ASPCA. If your town or your, your state doesn't have that, um, you can even become a police officer in your town mm-hmm. and handle animal cruelty cases. Sometimes poli- uh, police stations or police departments will put an officer in charge of animal cruelty investigations. It might be their mm-hmm. domestic violence officer. Mm-hmm. It sort of ties in kind of well. Um, and if there's a demand for it within the community, um, you, you'll see that officers are assigned to those positions. So that's a great way to go. You can also become an attorney. I mean, there are so many um, prosecutors um, out there who just want to specialize in animal cruelty cases, and that's what goes on in New York City. We have prosecutors that just handle animal cruelty cases or Mm -hmm. our cases. So that's a way to go, too. You can also join a local humane society um and work that way it, it, it's there's no real career as far as animal cruelty investigator goes at this point um i think it's a i got there in a roundabout way i think it's still that way in most places but i think you'll see in the future that um the demand will be there and it'll be much easier to become an animal cruelty investigator
2: it is uh, new year's eve we're with Anne marie lucas from animal precinct what is going to be something you want to see in the new year
3: Oh, gosh. I want to see um, animals being treated with respect and love from everyone because I think they deserve that. Um, I just will never accept somebody neglecting or abusing an animal. And I know I'll be out there every day, and I hope that more people join our effort to stop animal cruelty and that if they do see it, that they don't close their eyes and that they make as many phone calls as it takes until that animal um, is cared for and
2: is safe we're with Anne marie lucas thank you so much for spending time with us you can go to the website at aspca.org and of course uh, we link to everything you've heard on the show today uh, at animalradio.com Anne marie don't let it be such a long time in between
0: oh
3: you guys are great I-, I love being on your
2: show you're
3: listening to animal
0: radio you can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com log on learn more Animal Minute is brought to you by Homeopet Anxiety, the number one safe, natural solution for your pet's anxiety. Visit homeopet.com or call 800-555-4461. Dogs
3: or cats, horse or emu
1: are people too just when you thought there couldn't be any more cell phones how about a cell phone for your dog petcell the first dog cell phone will soon be on the market pet cell is a small bone-shaped phone i'm not kidding that hangs on your dog's collar it works like a regular cell phone with its own phone number you call in an access code from your phone and you can talk to your dog Lassie, come home now! The phone also has a sort of GPS tracking device that can alert you when your dog strays out of your yard. Now, there's talk of one for cats, too, but I'm thinking most cats would like a cell phone with voicemail so they can ignore you and come home whenever they feel like it. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio.
0: Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network.
2: On the phone with us, Merrick Clifton, editor of Animal People. One of the things that makes Animal People really stand out is once a year you do your watchdog report, where you, uh, you, you take tabulations of who's given what money to who and what organizations, all nonprofit organizations, I assume, Merrick. Is that correct?
4: Well, we look at the major non-profit organizations in animal protection and animal habitat protection, which includes some of the big conservation groups. What we just came out with is who gets the money, which is a financial report, sort of a financial page on about 140 organizations this year. We also look at some of the leading opposition groups. Then in the spring, we update this with the watchdog report which also adds program and policy information and comes out as a handbook. Mm. Who gets the money is a section of the Animal People newspaper.
2: What I noticed that uh, in it you actually list what the CEOs, what uh, the, the head honchos of these organizations make. Sometimes it's it blows me away to see these.
4: Uh, well, th- we have the top two uh, that I can remember anyway ever in this report. One of them was John Adams, the president of the National Resources Defense Council, got $704,796 in his total compensation package. Unbelievable. Uh, That's broken all records. Paul Irwin, the former president of the Humane Society of the U.S., who was replaced in uh, July 2004 by Wayne Buscelli, got $510,000, 680. That was actually only his second highest take. His highest was several years earlier when there was a change made in his retirement account and he took the balance in cash. This included his uh, severance. We were still talking about more than half a million bucks going to one guy who was very well paid throughout his He was with HSUS for just about exactly 30 years.
2: Well, you say he's Uh very well paid, so does that mean that what he does, he earns it, or
4: not? Well, a lot of these are kind of a judgment call, but in Irwin's case, he was previously a minister, and unless you're a big-time televangelist, you just don't make that kind of money. Well, the, the president,
2: the president of the United States... Uh, Doesn't make does, that kind of money. On ba- well, on basic salary. Right, right. Uh, on book deals and everything else, makes you know, a 1000000000
4: I'm not going to play any violins for him. Yeah. But you look at the top salaries, and what I look at is, I look at, is this guy going to make that kind of money in another walk of life? Does he have the credentials... That qualify him to be there, and is he bringing in the money for his own organization that qualify him to be there? And in some cases, you can say, well, yeah, it looks like this guy, even though he's making a whole lot of money, is bringing in much more than that. So it may be as a bargain. In other cases, uh, you're looking at people who if they were to go out on the street and look for a job, they'd be lucky to find something at a quarter the price.
1: Right. What kind of percentage of the income for these organization is committed towards a salary
4: well that's all over the place in general the smaller the organization the more money goes to executive pay because your executives are the only people on the payroll and you're a pretty small outfit as you grow to uh-huh. where you're a big multi-million dollar organization of uh, the executive pay, even though it may be very high, it may be a very tiny percentage of the whole and there are some organizations out there that would have Twelve, thirteen people making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow! But they're big multi-million dollar outfits like the Wildlife Conservation Society or Humane Society well, of the still, U.S.
2: Still, well, you know, I, when I get these the solicitations in the mail and they ask for ten dollars, and I'm working hard for that ten dollars, <laughs> and that ten dollars is part of a, some five hundred thousand dollar compensation package. Well,
4: actually, that's just part of soliciting more money from you. Yeah. When you donate to the big organizations, the first $20 you give, roughly speaking, will be spent on just trying to get you to give more money during the course of the year, mm-hmm. trying to move you up into a high donor bracket. So I don't advise donors to give small amounts like that unless they're just sort of giving a try run to the organization.
2: Well, they, they make you feel like they need that $10 when they, yeah. they solicit
4: You do you. much better to focus on just a few organizations that you know very well, have some personal involvement with maybe a local organization that's not even doing national solicitation, to just respond to mass mailings by sending out 10 bucks. 20 bucks. Uh, basically, you're just paying them to send you more mail.
2: Okay. <laughs> but before we let you go and we find out how to get a hold of this list, is there anybody on the list that we should know about or, or should think about before we donate?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I would advise you, when you're thinking about donating to any organization, to look it up, see what the numbers look like. And it's not just the executive pay that you need to look at. We include quite a few other stats, like how much money they have in the bank compared to how much they're spending on program. That can be very illuminating. There's some groups out there that have up to 10 times as much in the bank as they spend on program service per year.
1: Wow. And this yeah. all, information is all public?
4: Right. It's off of IRS Form 990. And we go through the IRS Form 990s, pulling out the information and not just taking it face value. I do a reevaluation of the numbers to. See, in about half the cases, it turns out they're actually spending more on fundraising and administration than they tell you. And in the case of PETA, they actually have a parallel organization, the Foundation to Support Animal Protection, that actually is spending 100% of its so-called program budget performing administration and fundraising functions for PETA, which enables PETA to declare that it's spending much less on fundraising and administration than it actually is. But there's all kinds of dodges they use, and we try to flush them out.
1: Now, does this only include salaries, or is there much more money involved when you, it comes to perks and things like that?
4: You know, there are some kinds of perks that IRS Form 990 doesn't require people to disclose, and some that's very hard to show, like use of a car. If the car is not allocated to a specific individual, somebody can be using a company car full-time, but it's not going to be on Form 990 as a perk going to them, because at least on paper, it's belongs to the organization. organization. Mm -hmm. Housing is the same sort of thing and and kind of a a mixed bag because a lot of uh, humane organizations and zoos and so forth will employ uh, employ people who have to live on the premises full time to look after the animals. And usually their quarters are nothing luxurious. Mm -hmm. At the same time, others will provide their chief executives with a mansion. (laughs) <laughs> and if you look at the value of the housing you know, and try to figure out whether it's a plus or a minus, what's available on IRS Form 990 won't tell you. Short of being able to visit every single person's house, you really just can't <laughs> yeah. do it.
2: Traditionally in the animal industry, people don't make a lot of money. And I'll show you 100 uh, nonprofits in every city that are struggling using their credit cards to get by—it's not a money-making industry. When you when you see people making a lot of money at it, something to me says there's something initially wrong.
4: How can we get your report? Well, it's in the current edition of Animal People. We're twenty-four dollars a year from PO Box nine six zero Clinton Washington nine eight two three six, or you can subscribe by credit card. Call us at 360-579-2505.
2: And we'll put all that information at animalradio.com if you're driving along.
4: uh, You can also subscribe via our website, which is www.animalpeoplenews.org.
2: Very good, Merritt. We appreciate you taking time to visit with us today. Thank you. We'll have more information as to details specific yeah. details i want to
1: see the figures for all those ceos
2: at our website at animalradio.com coming up i think you book these people just cuz you love their accents
1: <laughs> uh, guilty caesar
2: milan will be joining us in just a few minutes he has that
5: wonderful accent
1: so what's your problem what's what's wrong with that caesar how you doing
5: i'm doing great guys thanks for for having me hi caesar how oh, are you, man? We are
2: calling you in Los Angeles, is that correct?
5: That's correct. South LA, Los Angeles.
1: Boy,
2: you're, you're the latest rage. You know that. Sure. Yes, everybody's very excited about your training techniques because you actually train the person, not the dog.
5: I think we are the source, so we, we need to be informed very well to, to keep balanced dogs.
1: So many people want to just kind of give their dogs to someone and say, train my dog for me and give him back when it's done. That doesn't. Like an appliance. Yes, it doesn't work, does it?
5: It doesn't work because you're talking, you know, it's a relationship. So relationship, you can't send them to somebody else. You have to make sure you provide what it takes to be in a relationship. Very good. So, Yeah, so it, it's like having a relationship, men-woman. Uh-huh. Men have to understand how to fulfill women, and women have to understand how to fulfill men. But in our case, men-woman, we have to learn how to fulfill dog, And that's the part that I'm bringing, the awareness that I'm bringing. How to fulfill dog not... Nah, just to love dog
1: uh-huh.
5: you know loving is part of their relationship but they also need exercise discipline and affection
2: so if someone comes to you and says i my dog has a behavior problem and i want to train him to do something i'm going to drop him off and i'll see you in a few hours i'll come back you're going to say no that's not the
5: way it works right that's not the way it works for me. Yeah, it wh- might work for somebody else, but it doesn't work for
2: me. Okay, so explain, explain a little. You need the guardian there with the animal. The guardian's going to learn a lot.
5: Uh, well, the guardian's going to find out who the source is. A lot of people think it's the dog. <laughs> Everybody blames the dog, right? Uh-huh. But the truth is dogs don't rationalize.
3: Uh-huh. It's
5: the human who rationalizes. <laughs> so it's something that is missing in the dog that he's developing unwanted state of mind, such as aggression, nervousness, fear, tension. And a lot of times comes because the dog or it doesn't get exercise, or it doesn't get psychological stimulation, or it doesn't get both. But it never comes because the dog is not loved enough.
3: Mm-hmm. The
5: dogs in America, they got affection, shelter, and love of or, or food every single day. Right. But what is missing is exercise discipline. Ah. The dogs in the world countries, they get exercise discipline every day, not a lot of affection, but they still follow the human.
1: Uh-huh.
5: So dogs don't require love to live normal life.
1: Huh, very interesting.
5: Can you see it? Yes. And so in America, we believe the dog's first thing is affection. But what are we do in this way is to fulfill in ourselves unconsciously. Because <laughs> a lot of times people don't have a close loved one or they don't have a, a, a kid. And uh-huh. the dog becomes the fulfillment, you know, Definitely. ingredient to it. Yes. Uh, it's healthy therapy to the human, not healthy therapy to the dog because <laughs> the dog is going to lose his identity. He's Ooh. now going to be seen as human.
1: Uh-huh.
5: So he is animal, dog, breed, then name. My clients, when they come to me, they see it this way. Name, breed, human.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: See, that's how they view them. The way I view them is animal, species, dog, breed, name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, So if they're unstable, it's not because the name is unstable. It's because the animal is not balanced. Once the animal is balanced, everything about that species is balanced.
2: There's no quick fixes, though. It takes a while to balance an animal.
5: Well, some of them move on very fast. The beauty of animals is they live in the now. See, humans live in the past and the future. This is why we hire psychologists and psychics. They
1: don't.
5: Uh-huh. So once they have an experience, they don't maintain the experience for the rest of their life. But when they come and live with humans, a lot of times people fall in love with the story. So they, you know, they wrote a the dog that was abused by a human, by somebody else. So they keep that story forever. So they feel sorry about the dog. So the dog senses a, a very weak energy towards him. So a lot of times dogs become the dominant one because the human feels sorry about him. Oh. See, we retain the story. We don't see the reality. The reality is this dog does, doesn't live with these people anymore. That's reality.
1: Uh-huh.
5: Well, so the dog moves on. The re, you know, If you watch the show, you see how I'm able to create transformation that day. It can be a dog that has fear for two years. That day with me, he has no fear because right. I see him from a whole different point of view
2: this new dvd which is selling like hotcakes it's uh top seller on amazon.com uh, it's called people training for dogs what are we going to find on it
5: well we're going to find the uh, the essence the foundation the uh, the psychological part that a lot of people uh don't get to hear don't get to see um you know it's like when men in third world countries they don't know that women's psychology exists when i came to america i had no idea that women's psychology exists until i start hearing other people who who make me aware of, of it you know like Oprah, Dr. Phil Barbara <laughs> DiAngelo uh-huh. Anthony Robbins you know, Deepak Chopra all those great guys they're giving you good information and I want to be part of that group the group that well, you know aware people
2: well you're like the Dr. Phil for dogs is what you are
5: but that's what they say. <laughs> I'm very, you know, I'm, it's, it's a wonderful, it's an honor for me to be to be seen that way.
2: You have a lot of celebrity uh, uh, clients like uh, Will and Jada Pickett-Smith and Vin yeah. Diesel and Nicolas Cage and uh, Hillary Duff.
5: Yeah, my clients are, you know, successful people. My clients are professional people and... The dogs don't know. So if they so, live with Angelina Jolie, they don't know. If they live, what's they it, don't
2: know. What's it like Angelina Jolie comes to you and she says, uh, uh, I, I, my dog has some behavior problems and uh, I got to figure out what to do. And you say, well, uh, you're going to have to work with me for a while. So you, you spend a little time with Angelina Jolie, do you not?
5: Well, I spend time with any client that comes to me. You know, yes. the evaluation is not so much the, the behavior of the dog. The evaluation is what did you have in mind and what kind of energy did you share around your dog how much knowledge did you have just basic instincts you know Um, everybody has basic instincts but in America, we don't use instincts a lot. We use intellectual. And in yes. several countries, people use, use more instincts in America. Uh-huh. So we become less connected to Mother Nature because we don't use that part of us. Definitely. You know, whatever client it is, whatever status he lives in, I spend the same amount of time and I make sure I accomplish that they become clear, it's not the dog. <laughs> it's very important to me that they know that by the time we finish, it's not the dog.
2: An- Angelina, it's, n- it's not the dog. It's you. <laughs>
5: Well, any client. Not just her. I, I never met her, but, you know, okay. when I met her, average, I'm going to start her first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, now, do you find anybody rejects that and, and leaves and says that it's not them, it's their dog, and refuses to believe it?
5: Uh, well, my clients are people who are in a rock-bottom position, so they they see me as their last hope.
1: Uh-huh.
5: So I haven't had those. I haven't had those type of clients because I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not, but I, I am working with people who they give me 100% trust,
1: uh-huh.
5: you know, so whatever I say, they, they do, and and, and, and you know, it comes reality.
1: Uh-huh.
5: Yeah, so I'm glad that, you know, this, this is the people that is following me right now, not the people, they, 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 they have like a block.
2: The website is dogpsychologycenter.com. His name is Caesar Milan. You can see him on National Geographic's cable channel of the Dog Whisperer. The DVD is called People Training for Dogs. I'm going to give away 10 copies right now, 1-866-405-8405, 1-866-405-8405. Cesar, thanks so much uh, for coming on Animal Radio. We, ho- we hope you'll do it again sometime.
5: Thank you, guys. I'll be, I'll be honored. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The Veterinary Minute is brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Made from whole kernel corn, World's Best Cat Litter has superior odor control without the use of perfumes and scents and is clumpable and scoopable. It is also truly septic-safe and flushable. Ask your grocer or pet supply store for World's Best Cat Litter.
6: Did you know that it is now possible to clone your beloved family pet? But do you get an exact copy? Is it safe? Is it ethical? To most pet lovers, our cherished once-in-a-lifetime dog or cat should remain just that. But new technology is giving some pet owners new options. Genetic Savings and Clone, a gene banking and cloning service for pets, is currently offering to store a pet's genetic material in hopes that the owner will take advantage of cloning that pet in the future. In a recent survey, 80% of the respondents were not in favor of cloning pets or the selling of genetically altered animals as pets. But for the 13% of respondents that are in favor of pet cloning, financial issues may well be the obstacle. Currently, the cost to bank a pet's DNA, or genetic material, varies from $300 to $1,400. The cost for cloning is a different story. According to the company, you can expect to pay $32,000. While tremendous publicity accompanies cloning successes, the public rarely hears about cloning failures. The greatest publicity surrounds the cloning of pets, when actually, the majority of cloning is concerned with agriculture, biomedical research, and the propagation of endangered species. Cloning opponents contend that an exact replica of a pet is impossible, as training, experience, and environment are all keys to an individual's behavior and personality. While moral and ethical issues of cloning pets continue to be argued, both sides seem to be closer concerning the problem of endangered species. While there may be some applications in biology, the cloning of pets does not appear to be either necessary or financially viable. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Your cat deserves World's Best Cat Litter, a new breed of cat litter
0: with a level of performance that makes it worthy of the name World's Best. Made from whole kernel corn, it binds odors naturally, resulting in superior odor control without the use of perfumes. It is truly flushable, clumpable, scoopable, biodegradable, and septic safe. You just scoop it and flush it. It's ideal for use in self-cleaning litter boxes. It is also veterinary and recommended and safe for kittens of all ages. Ask for World's Best Cat Litter at your grocery store, PetSmart, Petco, and anywhere fine pet supplies are sold. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network.
1: Talk with your animals is brought to you by Get Serious, the only stain remover that truly gets rid of stains and odors. Stop messing around with the others and get serious. Available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com.
2: Hi, Joy. How are you doing?
1: I'm
7: great, Hal. How about yourself?
2: Very good. Well, it's it's New Year's Eve. Tomorrow is the beginning of a new year for all of us. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five 405 8405 is the number. I believe we have Wendy on the phone. Hi, Wendy. Hello. Where, where are you? What city are you I'm in?
3: I'm
7: in
2: New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Is it cold? Uh, not today. You caught us on an off
7: day. Uh, on an off day.
2: Okay. <laughs> You're on with Joy Turner right now.
7: Hi, it's Joy. What can I do to help you today? Well, I'd be very happy if you could uh, give me one little uh, bit of input about my uh, friend here, whose name is Tanner. Okay, what would you like to know? What could be done, or what is, you know, what bothers her the most? How could we improve her life? <laughs> Does this, is this something we can get a short answer to, or not? Oh, well, let me see what I can do. Hold on. Thank you. Tanner wants me, or wants you to tell me what kind of dog she is. Oh, she's an Aussie, an Australian sheepdog. Okay, she wanted to be sure I had the right dog. Good idea. So, hold on a minute. Um, Brown she pink. says, what can she do to, Im- or what can you do to improve her life? And she's very interestingly sheepish about this, which she thinks is quite funny, and um, She would like to spend... So you are not her person. Is that true? There's another person that's her person? Her person is my son. Okay. Um, She would like to know if he could have her with him more often. Oh. Okay. Well, yes, that's a very good idea. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, And so she must spend... Quite a bit of time outside? Yes. Okay. Um, And he's not out there with her? No. Okay. She would really appreciate it if he would either come out with her or let her come in with him. Oh, thank you. Because that would be a really nice thing for her. She has come to be with him and it's hard for her to be as close as she wants to be when they're in two different places. Yeah,
2: yeah. Let us know how that works out. Let us know if Tanner uh, is a happier little guy, okay? Will do. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. Joy, how can people get in touch with you? If
7: people want to get in touch with me, they can call me at 425-867-1779, or they can go through my website at www. TalkWithYourAnimals.com
2: And, of course, once a week we take a, a call from you at 1-866-405-8405. So uh, write that number down, too. Of course, don't forget that Joy is on Animal Radio Network five nights a week. You, you can get your Joy fix now at Animal Radio Network. <laughs> uh, check out the schedule <laughs> at AnimalRadio.com. Joy, will speak to you next week. Thanks very much, Hal. Have a great New Year. Bye-bye, Wendy. You too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. I'm sure by now you've heard me talk about our studio cats here at Animal Radio. And anyone who has cats knows that they leave those little hairball presents behind for you all over your carpets. You can get the hairballs up, but what do you do about those stains? Well, I tried every product available in the grocery store and nothing worked. I removed the hairballs, but the stains were always left behind. Then I tried Get Serious. Wow, what a difference! Not only did Get Serious remove the new stains, but it removed the old stains, too. And if you have those really tough, old, locked-in stains, all you have to do is just warm Get Serious in your microwave before applying. Get Serious not only removes the stains, but it removes odors and pheromones as well, all in under three minutes. And it's inexpensive. Get Serious saved my carpets and is personally endorsed by me, Judy, from Animal Radio. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in other pet stores all over. Visit their website at getseriousproducts.com.
2: Remember, if you get a pet this week,
1: spay or neuter,
2: your doctor will tell you which one you need to do. I was a little confused at first. But yes. You yeah, don't that's... have to be as confused.
1: No. And if you're looking for any kind of certain breed of dog, don't purchase a dog. There are plenty of breed rescues online or just go down to your local shelter and find the cute little dog that's waiting to be taken home.
2: And also remember, if you get a cat, please don't declaw. There you have it. We want to thank Caesar Milan for joining us today. Remember, there's more. You only heard half of the interview. It's all at
6: animalradio.com. We'll catch you next week right here on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye bye.